That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen, the official podcast of the Clan of the Grey Wolf. Lots to talk about, lots to celebrate today. I am your host, the Commodore. Ding, and with me ding. Is... Oh, wow. I thought you actually did it that time. I was just going to plow right through it. Uh, well, I normally... Never mind. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I think that was probably going to get dirty. Uh, good, good sign for the show. Anyway, that is Rue's first contribution today. Rue, how are you doing? I'm evening? good. Talking into the glass. Excellent. Actually, it's a can. You uh, just do that for the whole, just do that for the whole Delicious show. Cherry Coke Zero. Buy some of your local grocery store today. Yeah. Since since pretty much the technology we utilize for this show is just us talking through two Coke cans on a string anyway. I mean, it's... Pretty much. We're, we're, I think this is the first time we actually fired it up the first time and we ended up actually broadcasting to the world. So this is a good sign. You know what else is a good sign? What? Rest stop ahead. It's one of my favorites on the interstate. That's not a good sign. Um, anyway, we have a lot to talk about this evening, folks. As you might have probably guessed, since there were mm, a few significant events, if you will, in the video gaming world, which, uh, you know, we, we tend to gravitate toward those kinds of topics here on the Echo Screen Live. The official podcast of the Clan of the Grey Wolf, and we will do that again here tonight. We we will we'll, we'll also get to the topic du jour today, which is the topic of the day. It is mm, I'll have that. It is about really the concept of next gen, something all of us I think have heard quite a bit of recently. I have I don't know what you're talking about. What's the next gen? It's craziness. Yeah, it's exact. Well, that's. Do you have more of the next gens? I need the PS4s. It's better than the PS3s. It's one more PS. I need next gens. I saw I saw a South Park episode <clears throat> about it. Hey, it's Jofo. Yeah. Haven't seen Jofo in a while. Jofo. So uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about next gen. I'm gonna talk about maybe wait, a little. Wait, 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 wait. Before we go on, what soft yeah. drink were you just drinking? Soft drink. Yes. This, this isn't a soft drink. This is a G-rated. This is this thing. is Harpoon Oktoberfest. Is that uh, cane sugar or high fructose corn syrup? High fructose corn syrup. What the ouya? Actually, yeah, we can discuss stuff like that. Yes, we can. That's exactly bringing us back around to the supposed topic. Yes, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the concept of next gen, if it's an outdated term, what it actually means, and you know whether or not we actually subscribe to it. I guess it's a whole other concept. But anyway, we're going to cover the whole next-gen topic. That's the topic of the day, folks, in case you didn't know. And we're then going to get, after we talk about the news of the day, we talk about the, the, the topic du jour, we're going to move into the last portion of the program, which people tell me is their favorite part of the program. Hey, that's my favorite part of the program. See, people like you. People yep. just like you. Just me, actually. It is the question and answer portion of the program, which means you guys can ask us questions. Could be about some of the things that we talked about here today. Could be about nothing that we talk about here today. Whatever you like. We will. I'd, we, I'd like to talk about nothing today, actually. Can I just go? Right, we can talk about nothing. All right, bye. Go into the basement. Oh, okay. Or we could just uh, we could just make Seinfeld Part Two. All right, it's okay. just a, just a show about nothing. Seinfeld Part Two, Clan of the Gray Wolf. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. <clears throat> Why didn't we think of this? this is a great <laughs> idea. Um, no. So we're gonna we'll, we'll answer any questions you might have. All you have to do to ask a question, because you might ask what it takes to ask a question. All you have to do 
is send me a message. You'll see my, my username right there, Commodore128. It is up in the upper right-hand corner of the everyone, chat. Everyone, on. everyone should ask him, how do I ask you a question? By sending a question to that. You can click on my name and click PM. That stands for private message, which is how I like them. You can just type in your question to me. I will take the best questions assembled during the course of the program, during any of the three phases of the program, if you like. And we will uh, answer them live on the air. Sounds simple enough. That's how it works. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Three-phase program, just like AC current. Exactly. See? Yeah. Look at this. Strategic. Electricity. Um, no. This is not electric at all. <clears throat> it's electric. Uh, it's electric. Sorry. We could, we could do the electric slide for an hour. That would probably be more entertaining. Yes. Or what's that other song? Song. Yeah, that song. Electric Avenue? No, it's like at uh, every... Uh, it's like at every wedding now where you got to play the electric slide and now there's this relatively new song where it's like and you do this. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And then you do the little the thing and then and, you... And you, you do the basically the electric slide. Except for slightly better music. <laughs> the electric slide is like slightly better music. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's, that's what I call that's that song. That's kind of what it is, yeah, isn't it? Yeah? It's like, I mean, have you... Side note. Have Sutton. you ever heard a song more white than the Electric Slide? Um, <clears throat> Shaboom. That is the whitest song on the planet. No, Shaboom. I think is is Shaboom. Shaboom. Only, only maybe. I think only I, like it's like one version of Shaboom. That's 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 really really white. The, the original. Because it's it's, it's basically a a barbershop quartet. Singing, hey, nani, bing, bong, a ring, a ling, a ling. <laughs> boom, ba, zawo, a boom, ba, boobale. I don't know. I don't need... Is it important what the what the syllables are? Is that important? Why are people Why are people in the uh, in the chat talking about video games? Don't they know we're talking about white music? I know. What is What's going on here? We're talking about the electric slide and shaboom. What's this wrong is with very people? Important. Seriously. You know... Uh, that that brings up another interesting point. You know, the the whitest version of Shaboom I think I've ever heard is in the movie Clue. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. That's the original. Yeah, that's not the original. By, yeah, it is. No, hold on. That is, is totally the original. It's playing on a phonograph. Of course it is. Yeah, man, I don't know if I buy on. that. You buy that? I don't buy that. I forget the crew cuts. The crew cuts. No, the, crew the chords. Cuts. No, the chords is the the chords the is the chords. black version. The crew okay, cuts. Okay, so is that's the not very white. Yes. It, no, must the, the have been it must have been originally released by the Chords. The Chords version. Is Hold awesome. on. And it's not. This is very important. This is very important. We need to we need to make this. We need to make this. The misquoting of the Commodore. <laughs> has begun. Anyway. And and there you go. And there you go. So so. Um, <laughs> I did see electric so, slide drunk at a wedding. Actually, that's probably accurate. I I've definitely done that. Yeah. Oh, so the, the the song is called "Do Your Dance." Thank you, Back to the Future DMC. Oh, I, I was like, I, I completely moved past that. I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. Anyway, um, where were we? Did you answer the question yet? Does the was was, was, was there a question? Oh, yeah, there's a question. Uh, I think I think start. Actually, we should we should do a live impromptu version of Shaboom. All right, ready during the marathon. Oh, yeah. I see what you're trying to do. Yeah, that's what we call a segue in the business. <clears throat> yes. Would you like to tell talk about the marathon? 
Yeah, let's talk about the marathon. It's, it's the news it's, and notes it's, section. It's the things that people need to know about. They the, need to know about the marathon. The tids and bits. All right, go for yeah. it. All right, so we have made some decisions yes. since we last spoke, and we would like to share them with you and make the official. We voted Commodore off the island. Official. I've been, I'm off the island already. Yep. You voted the for yourself. I did, I did vote for myself, but that's because I thought we were voting for the most popular person on the island. Someone else said it was the Cupid Shuffle. Anyway. The official, official. announcement. Yes. Super of official. The 2013 edition. <clears throat> fifth annual. Otherwise known as the fifth annual iteration <laughs> of the Clan of the Grey Wolf video game marathon for charity. Do you not like have any music or anything for this? This is like this is so lame. I feel like so much. Down, 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 well, we can do both versions. We'll do both versions during the marathon. Anyway, we, anyway. we did not come here to sing for you folks tonight. Hmm. We did not do that. However, there probably will be a lot of singing during the charity marathon. We want all of you to be there. When will that be? The official dates, and I have to make sure I'm correct on this, is the 14th, 15th, and 16th of December. No, incorrect. Ah, 13th, 14th, and 15th of December. Yes. So I'm looking at I, it right I, now. <laughs> I, t I totally just named Monday. So someone's going to tune in on Monday and be like, where is everybody? <laughs> I'm Did so sad. Oh, guys. But that, but that jackass, the Commodore, told me that it was today. What a jerk face. What a jerk. I hate him. Let me go misquote him a lot. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So we it's the 13th, 14th. And 15th, folks. So uh, we're going to begin at noon. Noontime. On, on Friday. Some of you might still be at work. That's okay. Your <coughs> boss doesn't mind. Tune in. That's okay. Uh, tune in at work because your boss will love it. Tune in at work. Tell all your friends. Tell all the people at work. The people at work will probably like to I donate money to. I the people at your work will probably be watching. They better be. Damn it. Anyway, what charity are we raising money for this year, Mr. Well, we, we pick someone new every year, and so this is actually one I've been considering for a while on the list. We discussed it. We looked at Charity Navigator, which is great for checking out charities in general. And uh, this year we're going with Toys for Tots, which is a charity that benefits tots by giving them toys. It's, it's a charity that's been around for over 50 years. <clears throat> it's actually run by... Uh, well, it's administratively run, I believe, by the uh, U.S. Marine Corps, like, reserves. So it's, you know, something nice that they do, you know. So every time we, we talk about thing or the U.S. military obviously is known for, you know, wars and things like that. But they do a lot of, you know, relief work and charity work and things like that. Just, just recently, the uh, typhoon in the Philippines, you know. U.S. military is there with a lot of other militaries to provide aid. And this is, again, one of those things that uh, is very beneficial. I'm just kind of going off on a tangent. You can stop me anytime. Seriously. No, I love it. I love it. I'm, it's a rare opportunity I get to actually read a lot of what's going on in the past. <laughs> so I, I'm enjoying this. I, I actually think I should just go get some popcorn. This is, this is absolutely phenomenal. All the misquotes of me that's going on is great. Anyway, sorry. Yes, you were talking about the yes. soldiers and the, and the Toys for Tots yes, 50 years old. Toys for Tots is a great I'm, charity. I'm uh, locked in. I'm locked yes, in. It provides totally toys for underprivileged children. 
Uh, something that really drew, drew my eye to them this year is that, uh, or every year really, is that over 98% of all the funding that goes to them goes toward actually getting toys for children. They have very little overhead or anything like that. So, you know, damn good charity. So, Yes, that is exactly right. So we, we thought it was a good one. We also thought it was a little more... Thank you, Mahi. Seasonable. It's, it's a Christmassy uh, charity, basically. Yeah, you know, we get the Christmassy charity. You know, folks are going to be buying, buying gifts and, and thinking about gifts. Uh, we thought that would be appropriate for the time of year. We've, you know, we, we, we thought last year about, or two years ago, about trying to maybe make it a little more Christmassy themed. Didn't really work out that way. I think this is a much better way to do it. We have a charity that lines up well with the initiative. Um, yeah. We're going we're gonna to talk about gifts. We're going to talk about giving to children. And I think it is a... A great charity for us. So, yes. So, what, what do we need from you? We need all of you to tune in. Not on the seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth. Whoever put, wrote that, thank you very much. <laughs> we need to tune you in. You need to tune in on the on Friday the thirteenth. Oh God! It in is December thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> oh, Starting at noon. Um, maybe we'll do something crazy for Friday the thirteenth at noon. Anyway, we'll like we'll, play we'll begin the 13th on the NES. Yes, we'll begin at noon. Yes, now right here on clanofthegreatwolf.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will we will teach you all about how to make a charitable donation for those of you that had never been with us before. It's very very easy. Yes. We don't handle any of the money; it all goes straight to charity. So, yes. which is a great great thing. It's a lot of fun. We'll we'll explain all of this later on. Just tune in on the thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth. It's going to be a tremendous amount of fun. We're going to play a lot of the of games. Super Nintendo games. Yes, maybe a little bit of other things. We'll see. But probably uh, a little bit of other things too. Yeah. Follow follow uh, the Twitters for me and, and Commodore. We'll be sharing information and also come to cleanofthegreywolf.com over the ensuing the next week or so. We're going to have a lot more information out there. Uh, it'll be awesome. Oh, and just as a teaser, because that's what we should be doing here, you <laughs> will probably more than likely end up seeing very embarrassing video. From high school. From high school. I found another one that we need to talk about after the program. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. I did indeed. All right. So anyway, uh, we're going to leave that there. I, I want to talk about another topic that is hey, just it's just it's just stuck in my craw here. I want to I want to talk about it. We can juxtapose it. OK, with a, a serious topic to one that that is not so serious. I just found out that Winamp is officially closing down next month, December 20th. <laughs> really sucks the llama's ass. It it does not suck the llama. It kicks the llama's ass. Yeah, I know. I was stealing the top Reddit comment on this news item. Oh, uh, you know today. Well, anyway, the not, <laughs> not, oh, point is, uh, so I literally have Winamp and have had Winamp probably since about 1998. So I have been using it for 14 years of its 15 year history. Man, you're old. I know. I, I wish that. I'm not nearly as old as you. I actually what? I actually ran for a little while. I ran Winamp on my Android phone. That should tell you how crazy old. Here's what I like about Winamp. And there's nothing that Winamp can do that VLC can't. There's some plugins, things like that that Winamp that that make Winamp pretty cool, right? That was I think what made Winamp the best for a while were, were the plugins. There was so much development around plugins. It was great, but. Um, like for example, one of the plugins I used to use for those uh, video games, you could read off of you know NES carts. You could read the music off of them and play them like tracks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, play. N64. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, man. 
Yeah. Yeah. I remember discovering that in 2000. It was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Exactly. So, you know, there was a plug-in. You just put it on there. Work, it rocks and, rocks and rolls. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of sad it's leaving. I'm kind of sad to see well, it go. That being said, I haven't used any of those plugins. in. Well, yeah. the problem is that Winamp or Nellsoft, or I believe all of Nellsoft, which made Winamp, which is basically a couple of guys, was sold off to AOL, I want to say. Yes. Um, Very early on, though. That was like 2002, maybe, 2003. It was a while ago, yeah, and so there's been a lot of bloatware basically going on with that. Actually, uh, man, okay, and I just found this because I remember last year reading a very interesting story. I couldn't remember where, but it's actually on Ars Technica. I'm going to put this in the chat right now so people can read it. It's it's a great little uh, you know journalistic piece on Winamp, its kind of rise and downfall and just the story behind it because I had no I had just forgotten I still have Winamp installed on my computer but I had just forgotten about it you know I use it all the time back in the Napster days and such yeah. but oh yeah uh, it's oh, a yeah. really good story that you guys should uh, take a time to read and, and maybe shed a little tear see so I, I'm like uh, I'm like Evan Brack out there I still use Winamp I'm not sure I always will so truth be told on my quick launch bar there is also FUBAR 2000 which is Mm-hmm. Pretty damn that's, good. I it has really good. For, yeah, it has it has support for really all the new, um, uh, you know, like uh, formats and 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 <clears throat> OG and all these other things. Vorbis, right? The the oh, thing yeah. that I like most about it though is that it can convert. It can you it can itself convert between different formats. So I use that a lot. Um, you know, if you download something and you want to convert it to another format, it's very easy to do within that that player. I'm not saying there isn't a Winamp plugin for that, but I never found one. So. Anyway, uh, rest in peace, Winamp. You will be missed, and I will have to... Maybe we'll do a little feature on how I need to find a new media player. Then again, the other question would be, why would you really need a media player anymore? Because now That's everything the thing. in the world is streaming online. That, that, that is the thing. I cannot remember the last time that I actually downloaded an, an MP3, either illicitly or legally. Um, yeah. I, I either list it... It's like either... Um, what is it? Pandora a lot, uh, or YouTube or Spotify. Yeah. And I hate this phrase, but music's in the cloud now. You know, you don't really need the physical, you, know, you don't need, you know, a terabyte hard drive holding every single, <laughs> you know, song released from 1933 to 1968. No, you're right. But I think, I John think there Russell. is something. Yeah. There is something. I, I, I'll probably mention. John later on in this podcast there's probably another reason I, w- I was thinking about to mention him today but yes I, you know I, I I do have VLC I think there is I think there's still something you know people are still buying records right album like vinyl records I mean you know there's there's something very nostalgic about having that stuff and I think the other thing that, that gets really <laughs> lost in all this and one of the reasons why they're something like Mog the music service Mog I think is taking off is because Mog focuses more on quality than the than the selection, whereas Pandora is more about kind of getting this and Spotify are the same thing, trying to get a much more you know much wider diverse selection available out there so that you can have something for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mog I think is a really cool experiment just because it's all really about quality, streaming in very very high quality. If you get a really high quality feed that people can play it through their home stereos, not just through headphones. Um, you know, then you've got something. Groove Shark. I mean, there, there's a lot. Everybody's naming them in the 
uh, Groove Shark was was around for a little while. Point is, you know, I think there is a market for the quality of songs now. And yeah. when MP3s came out, as we know, there was questionable quality up and now still is right. Questionable when you hear an MP3. There used to be a time when when people would play MP3s in their car and you'd go, "That's an MP3." You just knew it because it sounded horrible. <laughs> you know something really random though that I I believe I've held on to this uh, forever, mainly because um, I I haven't actually checked this anytime recently. It yeah. may be what like the only copy of this song that exists in MP3 format, but. The Baja Marimba Bands, Acapulco, 1922. Which was recorded from our friend, John Russell, whose dad had this record, and he recorded it from the record to MP3. And we were, we were listening to it one time. We're like, what the hell is this song? It's like, oh, it's Acapulco, 1922. And so we got it. And I just held on to it because it's like, this might be the only copy of this that exists in the world. I know, it's so true. That's really random, but sorry. I well, here's another really random thing. I the first MP3 I ever played came to me on five floppy disks. What? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Are you? I'm not kidding. You from the so 80s? So the very first, it was it was uh, it was the song "Cows with Guns." Oh God! Do you remember this? Yes, that was a terrible. Cows song. with Guns. Another friend of ours had had. There was a there was a it was a program back then called HJ Split. You could take any big file and just split it and make split parts of it, right? So he took this huge MP3 file, which was already highly compressed, split it, and then put it all on the floppy disk so we could move it to someone else's computer. Oh God, we're old as shit. All right, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna give everyone a little taste here of the Baja Marimba band. You're not gonna be able to hear this. Okay. Yeah. But trust me, it exists as it comes up in Winamp. Now we're rocking the win app. This is great. Oh, here it comes. It sounds like Mama's family or something. Yeah, it is a Anyway, okay. See, whoever expected to tune into the, the podcast or the web, the whatever we're doing tonight, and hear the Baja Marimba Band. You're welcome, America. Yeah. And, and expect the, the unexpected. So that concludes the tits and bits. Oh, I forgot. And the PS4 was released. Yes. All right. Rolls let's in nicely to, the top to our next sure. bit. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, we get oh, yeah, thinking about HJ <laughs> Split is still around. That's amazing. Anyway, um, why would you ever need HJ Split anymore? I don't. I don't know. Nash, um, Nash, did you read? Have you ever heard? The, I, I'm sorry. I'm asking some in the chat if you ever heard the Baja Marimba band. Do you remember Nash from Com Bravo? Anyway. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, but of course. I'm just excited. Anyway, what we're anyway, we talking about now? <laughs> we're going to talk. Yeah, I don't know. We're just going to talk about Acapulco in 1922. That song sounds nothing like Acapulco probably did in 1922 either. By the way. Maybe. Maybe. No. 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 Um, anyway, we're going to talk to you tonight about what is next gen. I, I wanted to talk about this. I thought this idea came to me because 
Everyone is throwing around all of these. To, oh, got to get the next gen, the next gen, this next gen, that. This looks next gen. This doesn't look next gen. And folks, mm -hmm. if you've been oh, around yeah. video gaming long enough, you've heard this term a hundred times. So I thought we'd talk about it because I think, I think, the concept of next gen is probably losing a little bit of steam. And I wanted to test this theory with you guys uh, tonight as well. But we should talk a little bit about what next gen really is. Of course, we'll start with the literal definition, which you reminded me of pre-show, yeah. which is literally just the next generation thing, right? It's just, hey, this <laughs> yes, is the next generation so, of things. Sony says, hey, we're now making PS4 because PS3 is done. That was the last gen. This is the next this gen. This is the next gen. So if you want to be completely literal, what is next yeah. gen? The next right. iteration. In yeah, but wouldn't it be just be current gen? You know, well, and that's yeah, that's a good point. At some point, next gen becomes current gen. Yeah, and that's why I, when I think, see, I hear next gen, I don't think the literal meaning next generation. I think marketing term. And somebody else said it. Uh, JSC three fifteen said it. Exactly my opinion. Next gen is a marketing term. Of course, it's just it gets, it's, it gets people hyped up like yeah, years oh, beforehand, yeah. talking about what's the next gen system going to be. Oh my god, you know. PS3's not been, uh, or PS3 was like only practically halfway through its life cycle, and some of the best games still hadn't come out, and people were like, "Man, what's the PS4 going to be like?" You know, you can partially blame Nintendo coming out with Wii U relatively early on that, but still, yes, yes. Well, and there, so there, therein lies an interesting distinction, yeah. right? Because I mean, it, it, it sometimes defining something. The best way to do it is to is to take the the test of if something is that or not, right? So, mm -hmm. is is the PS4 a next gen console? I would say yes. Okay. You why? Disagree with that? Well, well, let me ask you why you say that. Not that I disagree. Why are you asking me to define someone else's term? I, 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 I <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm just trying what to see what does it mean to what you? The, because I think it's I think it means something in the popular vernacular. I know okay. what I think it means, which is a lot of hooey. <clears throat> Okay. What I think, what I think it really means in in popular, Blast in the processing. colloquial sense, is that you're looking at something that is current, that is bleeding edge, mm -hmm. that is new, um, and shiny, and you know, consumerist in, in consumerist terms. You know, it's uh, the, the, you know just just the newest shiniest thing you can buy, right? Okay. Blast process. Okay, take that. Take that, what you just said, because Nash made an excellent point in the chat, which was, the funny thing is that PCs really have, and this wasn't always the case, obviously, PCs have leapt over what consoles can do. Of course. In terms so, of, wait, in terms so of just graphical processing and, and yeah. Blast processing, all that good stuff. So when you say next gen is the newest, shiniest, it's really not, if you want to take PCs into account. And why not? Because they play a lot of the no. same games no. that you can play on these consoles. No. no. Yes. You missed the point. No, nope, you're missing the point. Uh. So, so, so wait. Nash, in his infinite wisdom, <laughs> has channeled some of where I want to go with this conversation perfectly. So we will, I will touch on that. But here is why next gen is attached to consoles and not attached to PCs. Because consoles come in fixed configurations. There are things that are status symbols, like an iPhone or whatever, that you put in your entertainment center to show off with your friends, to have you know, all that kind of stuff going on, too. It is, it is a package that you buy and you use. Okay. PCs that did that, at least until the Steambox, have all kind of 
and, and there's an interesting point to be made here. So I'm, I'm trying to trying to bring it back around for you. The Ouya. The Ouya is not. But the point is, it's a, <laughs> it's, but the, but the Ouya is, is a package. So I, I think it, it, that's why I would consider that a term that refers to, so you're not going to buy the next gen PC because that doesn't make any sense. The PC, you know, that you put together is already going to have very current hardware and capable of running current games. Yeah. But it's not next gen because it's not the shiny new $500 box that you bought right off the shelf at Best Buy that everybody has to have that makes you better than your friends. Right. That is what next gen as a marketing term is supposed to mean. Mm-hmm. I'm next gen. I, I got an Xbox One. You know, I got a P. I got a PS4. Good you got an you. Xbox One. It hasn't even released yet. Yeah, exactly. How what sorcery happen? is this? Who, who did you? Who did you kill? Who have you shrunk in here? Um, <laughs> but, but I think the the idea is, it, it resides in that, right? It's a consumer thing, not a technology thing, and that's exactly why I have a problem with next gen. Okay. So, to tie this back to what Nash was saying, what is the PC? Is the PC next gen? And I would say no. You think it is? I don't think PCs. If you want to get super technical, you could talk about how there's generations of graphics cards and processors, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But really, I don't think PC is any gen. It's right, but it's more current in terms of if this is how you define what what um, you know what's important in gaming. It's got the best graphics and the best sound and the best. Just processing really, power, basically, compared to anything you're going to find on a console. Yes, really, really anywhere. Yes. Does that mean that that it has the best experiences? Maybe, maybe not. Well, and and here's the thing I want to I want to bring up. Yeah, which may be going a little bit afield, but I don't care. Um, because part of what we were asking here is, you know, what is next gen? What does next gen mean? You know, oh, no, oh I'm sorry. What? What exactly? What exactly do we say here? Does it make much of a you know what what are the differences really between last gen and this gen in terms of games? Is it really anything special? Is it worth yeah. upgrading from an See, now, Xbox 360 to an somewhere. Xbox One for five hundred bucks? You know, right? And so I yeah. and so my point I wanted to say is I don't think so because you're starting to get diminishing returns in terms of graphical quality and and storage space and such, and mm. PC is already leagues ahead of anything uh, that is going to come out on a on a on a console and this is why you see in each in their own kind of special way each of the big three consoles that just came out are their own they, they have their own little not really video game related quirks so you know, yes. to try to sell people on them that yes. makes them say hey i could just get a pc and steam or even a steam box you know and play games that i want and we or nintendo comes out and says oh wait but we got a wii u and it's got a it's got a gamepad with a with a tablety interface. Isn't that awesome? And then That's you right. have PS4 come out and say, "Hey, you can." I mean, they're a little more game centric, but they also have their own things. Like, "Hey, you can like just automatically download your or upload your footage to you know or live stream your footage or upload to YouTube or whatever." And then Microsoft says, "Hey, you can do everything but play games." Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Like watch, I do. watch NFL, yeah. follow your fantasy football team. Yeah. Uh, watch TV. Watch TV, Netflix, you know, and you can do everything. So you, you, games you are just a ran the fun. gamut, right? Yeah, the gamut exactly. of experiences of what we would call next gen, 
right? Yeah, exactly. Because these and, are gaming systems, but they do so much more than that now. And that is not an accident. That's And I would argue that diminishes the next-gen moniker because of the fact I – mean, think about this, right? Yeah, when we think about what a next – if you were going to say the generations of PC, you, you could easily establish kind of epochs in those – along the timeline there right there were there were moments when certain kinds of games were very popular and the graphics and the sound capabilities were such then you kind of see that evolve into another one i mean these are a part of a continuous timeline but they're kind of you know epochs there are eras in between so you can define those as somehow generational but it's never so clearly defined as when you have one box that gets replaced by another box boom Right. Mm -hmm. And in gaming, that became that was really, really easy because we all had NESs. Right. And it's like, what do you get after you get an NES? Well, you get a Genesis or you get a Super Nintendo. It's just that simple. This box is better than that box. Right. Well, yeah, and, but, and, it was, but there's a very but, clear delineation. Yes, that's my point. It's, mm -hmm. a very, it's a very clear delineation between those two. But, my, but here's the other thing. Think about what that means in terms of technology and think about what that means in terms of the step that it, that's involved. If you look at the step between, um, say, the NES and the Genesis or the Super Nintendo, really not that much of a leap just because of the fact that we're still mostly doing almost all two-dimensional gaming most of it is is just kind of porting up to a different you know a different level of graphics. There are, there are exceptions to this. I would I, I would I would I would argue that. Well, no, I would but, argue that. I mean, is there, you have giant leaps from say the Atari Intellivision yes. generation to the NES generation to yes. the. I think all of yes. those were big leaps, frankly. I, even I don't if they think were all two D. I think. I think you can take big leaps in 2D, and a big leap in 2D would be an Atari 2600 to the Super Nintendo, right? Well, that's or, two, yeah, two generations. It's two generations, exactly. But my, 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 that, my point is that, that defines – you can definitively look at that and say that's one, that's another, right? Mm -hmm. But the jump from, say, SNES to Nintendo 64. That was a very big leap. That's a huge leap, and yeah. it's a huge leap not just in technology, which it was. It was a huge leap in terms of experience of the games. They are qualitatively different on the 64 yeah. than they were on the Super Nintendo. And that, to me, is kind of the end of an era and the beginning of a new era in video gaming that is truly... I guess, deserving of the moniker next generation. And a couple good points being put in the chat right now. Nash basically agreeing with you, saying that it's ironic longevity of the Xbox 360 and the PS3 has caused the PC to plateau in a way. Yeah. Because <clears throat> uh, you don't need well, to go all when you only need a few steps more, you know, yes. which is what you're saying. Generation to generation now is just kind of a few steps. Unrelated, but uh, Vulcan Assassin saying that PC gaming is kind of like a sum assembly required uh, compared to the consoles. And that's. That's what I always found compelling about consoles actually growing up, especially a long time ago when PCs were not nearly as user-friendly as they are now. That's right. And yes, I'm including Macintoshes in that too, because they yeah. never played games really. Because they are PCs, but yes, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> it's still your thing. Uh, it is. But but yeah, I mean, because especially in the 90s, how, how much easier was it to just, I want to play a game. 
Yes. Hey, here's a box that plays games if I put a cartridge in the slot and press yep. button. Boom. As opposed to, oh, okay, I got to boot this Windows 3.1 right. and I got to make right. sure I have the, you know, all the requirements, blah, blah, you blah. You install the right files. You, you can, make sure that you are yeah. that you have the mechanisms to control it, right? And Now, nowadays, it's it's still like that. But Are the, my Sound Blaster drivers correct? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's still like that kind of on the PC, but the thing is that technology games requirements and things like that have also kind of leveled off on the pc where exactly. you can play the newest games on a rig that's can't believe i use the word rig that's a few years old it, it, whereas it. go back to the late 90s you would not be able you had to no. upgrade like every year if you wanted to play the newest games absolutely stuff like and when I, far cry came out it's like oh crap can't play that if it's more than six months old system the ease of use is is really all all that this is about, right? So the, the console still the reason I buy a console is not because I don't like to build PCs. I really do. Mm. It's because a console is an easy to deploy. Again, I go back to this. It is an easy to deploy singular package. You buy it, you put it down, you pop games into it, and it plays them. That's it. Now forget the fact that the consoles are built now. This, well, except for the Wii U, is built on exactly the same hardware that you can get in a PC, right? Mm -hmm. um, it is, it's simply something that's available on the PC market. But the fact that everyone, that they went to the drawing board, they designed it to work as a specific Carrara 2, that is so awesome, just put the mm. the loading loading uh, command line syntax for um I, I saw that 64. um but you you Evil actually genius. put Great. put everything into a package for me that says here's what we're going to do the specifications are required you don't have to worry about that just buy your games if it's got the label on it it'll play yes love it that I, makes things so much easier even today i know things are a little bit different than they were when you and i started looking at pcs mm -hmm. but i think it's better because of that and i think that's the reason why they're big consumer items and it's actually funny because it's still hard to play those old games. <laughs> it's like they... hugely <laughs> difficult. That's right. I mean, and and thank God for folks like like Valve with Steam or the, or God good old games which, or good old games that exactly. they're really good at that. Like I I got Starfleet Star Trek Starfleet Academy for the PC at at a a Goodwill not too long ago for three bucks. And I was very excited because I never played this game. I've obviously played it on um, Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. We both played it. And, oh yeah, and this but this has some awesome little cutscenes with like George Takei and and Walter Koenig. But I'm kind of afraid to even try to run this on my computer because it's just going to spit at me and say, "What the hell are you trying oh, to yeah. feed me?" Forget, you yeah, know? game so, over. Five, right. five CD multi disc action. One day, yeah, it's I, designed for Windows ninety five. This is the problem because all, a lot of the way those games were put together back then were was kind of kludgy with the technology that was available at the time, right. And, yeah, so so it's kind of ironic that it was hard to find the specs to play those games then, and it still is now. It is, and I, I but I think with with what we've done with computational power and and the way that the raw processing capability that's available to all of us today, you know, someone's got to be writing some virtualization elements of this that will allow us to run basically any infrastructure that runs on an x86 platform now. I mean, I just think it's got to happen at some point. Mm, yeah, you know, it, maybe it's not officially sanctioned emulation but it's emulation of some kind um but it is you know i i just wait for the day that you can actually just call up in a service i want to play this game and it doesn't matter what kind of hardware you have you can just play it, buy it and play it 
Yes. That, yeah. Those are the days I think we're all kind of searching for. At least I am. Um, but the jump between the the last generation of consoles. Yes, coming back to the so actual topic. So 360, the PS3, the Wii. Yeah. Do you think the jump to Xbox One, PS4, Wii U warrants the next gen moniker? Other than the strictly literal sense, because it's clearly another generation of consoles. Yes, but not because of the games. Really? Other than the fact that, you know, I I think you could get, I mean, obviously the games on these systems are going to be, you know, marginally better in terms of graphical quality and processing speed and all this other stuff than they would be on the Wii and PS3 and Xbox 360. But I think you could, I think pretty much any, I'm going to go on a limb and say pretty much any game that you that comes out in the next five years on these systems, these next gen systems could probably also be put on these old gen systems. Yes. Or previous gen systems with some marginal reduction in quality. It's the way that it it always works. Yeah. I, I mean that, and you could not really do that with a lot of games on the, Super Nintendo transferring them to the to NES. You certainly couldn't do it on things like the, the Nintendo 64 or the PlayStation transferring back yeah. to the Super Nintendo or Genesis. But, um, but definitely these are next-gen systems when you take into account everything else that they can do. Yes. Especially with the Kinect on the yes. Xbox One, which is yep. really quite amazing. Yes. If you look at it, uh, I know the Xbox One hasn't come out yet, obviously, but right. uh, like, for example, read Polygon's review and they'll give you a really good rundown on what it can actually do. It really is. It seems to be at least I haven't tested it myself. It seems like you're walking onto the like the bridge of the Enterprise right. because the thing knows who you are just by your face. Right. It senses when you have a controller. If you put the controller down, it goes into a low stand, low power standby mode because it sees Bingo. you doing that. Yep. You can say you can do all the all the voice commands apparently work beautifully better than the swiping commands. Oh yeah, which I mean you've you've been playing with an old uh, yeah well connect it, on the three sixty for think, quite a while. What I so think you know Xbox shows us is that the future is not the future of computation is not Minority <laughs> Report, it is Star Trek. Right? Yeah, it's not here. Let me see how I can spatially orient this and move these things here. Who that is not what we want to do. It's play this computer, play this, right? Yeah. On your phone. Okay, Google, play this, right? Or do that. You know what I mean? Whatever. And I think that, I think you're absolutely right in terms of, I mean, look at the different philosophies, you know, between the companies. We said the same thing back in, you know, PS1 and PS2 days. Uh, What are the different philosophies of the gaming companies? And how does that kind of attract certain developers or not, right? And I think what we see here is that the Wii U is happy to be a part of its niche and trying to bring on yeah. gamers that are a little more of the hardcore variety, but it's still it's still well, kind of got the the kitty system well, veil it, over it, it, even it, if it's it, not. It's going for the non gaming gamers, you know, the ones yes. that aren't. And it's they're basically they're just trying to repeat the same thing they did last last generation. Right. Actually, all three kind of seem to be doing that. Yes. In their own ways. Yeah, with the exception of Sony, that learned a lot of lessons 
and I think has done a lot. They got rid of a lot of their hubris from the PS3 generation, and hopefully that will play well for them. I, I, I'm in favor of that. I think PS3 suffered quite a bit from Sony's own hubris, but Sony's Sony's concept is this is a, this is a gaming machine first and foremost, and it also does a lot of cool other stuff. But it's a gaming machine for gamers. They yes. want to win that market. That, that's what I that, think they'll be very successful. Doing well, that. that and at least that's what their marketing is all about. You yes. could you especially with their launch lineup, you could you could argue how successful they're being with that so far. Right. Um, uh, that's, that's a good point. But I mean, launch lineups for most any system are kind of terrible. Um, there's an interesting com or comment thread going on in the comment section right now about 4K yep. resolutions, which yep. would be... So these... I don't believe any of these consoles do 4K. Um, so they don't do 4K natively. What the question will be is is if they will right. handle 4K. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because it's... I'm at not that up on all the... Exactly. Oh, remember, specs. remember, you know, it's it's a it's it's not it we're not bound to hardware specification anymore. That's one thing that that the 360 taught us and the PS3 taught us that software updates can fundamentally change the experience of a system, but also yeah. change the functionality without having to really do anything to the hardware. But again, that is a technical and some would say marginal technical leap. Yeah. Uh, that that maybe be definitely it might come standard in the next generation of consoles. Listen, Who knows? 4K but, is gorgeous. Sure, gorgeous. But, but it is not it, like compare compare the leap from standard definition to 1080p. Amazing. I I cannot look at standard definition signal anymore without like, just like feeling I, I'm losing my vision. But 1080p to 4K, not as much of it. I mean, the human eye can only really see so much. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Resolution. So and, again, yeah, that's, I, uh, to me, that's that's a marginal technical leap that is probably going to eventually be in the next the next next generation. But it's that's not what the companies are going to use to try to sell. It's not what's going to sell these systems. It's going to be the extra stuff. It's going to be watching Netflix or fantasy football well, or and there it Twitch is, right? TV, but I, you know, on I think console. Sony wants to have capability to do that, but that's not their marketing, you know, uh, scheme at the moment. And I think the, the, the Xbox one is Microsoft's all out assault on trying to take over your living room. Mm -hmm. It is, so I always, always, I remember back in the days you and I were just talking about, we would sit around and think about these things and I would say, listen, Microsoft owns computing because they did. They owned computing. Anyone that had, I mean, yes, there were, they were marginal players, but it, they owned computing. And the, the thought that I have was they, they, they are everywhere. The only place they're not is in the living room. They have to find a way to get into the living room and win the living room. Right. That's exactly, we finally, it's taken 20 years, right? Or whatever it is. But they are finally here and they are giving an all out assault on trying to win it. They want to take everything else that you own out of your, of your living room and put in an Xbox One and that's it. So to me, that is a different philosophical construction for them right they're looking at a little bit of a different audience their prop so listen i have a 360 do you know how much time i uh, a, a portion what portion what percentage of my time i spend on that playing games take a guess two percent two percent's a good guess i would say probably closer to 10 
Yeah. I'll say, I'll say 10%. Honestly, right? I'm using my Wii U mostly for Netflix nowadays. So there you go, right? So I use my Xbox to do Netflix. I use my Xbox to do um, uh, HBO Go. I use my, my, my Xbox to do YouTube. I do all of these, you know, other weird things that I never would have thought I would be doing with a console when the Xbox 360 launched. But now that's what I use it for primarily, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and, and, that, and this is an interesting, but a lot, lots of things do that. Yeah. So why buy an why buy a five hundred dollar gaming system? I I think that makes a lot of sense, right? So so they're trying to throw in these extra things, though. I don't I don't know about throwing extra things. I think people have said that for a long time. Mm. There's there's something different from tagging something to something well, and being gen, genuinely kind of at the heart of it. Well, and I think they want to be at the heart of it. And there's another thing to um, there's another school of thought where when the PS2 came out, it was thought that you kind of had to have a DVD player standard or it's, it's not going to fit in your home entertainment system very well. Everything seems to have, have to have Netflix nowadays, you know, at a minimum. I, I use Netflix right. for, as a catch all for things like HBO go and Hulu and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Video. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Streaming video. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, even if even we, you can do it, then you know that it's <laughs> pretty and, standard. And you know, I mean, I use it for live TV and stuff like that now only through apps that support it. But I certainly don't watch my own live TV feed through it or use it as a DVR or anything else like that. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening, though, right? And oh, yeah. I I like the idea of what Microsoft is doing in a lot of ways. They're eliminating a lot of simple, small things, but they're significant. One of the things I hate the most about my system right now is because I have so many things going on at once. I'm always having to change inputs. To do yeah. the simplest of things, right? Microsoft basically is saying, don't worry about inputs. Whenever your TV is on, your Xbox should be on too, because it's always going to have an overlay on what you're doing and will always have something to contribute. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But my point is, it's awfully cool to turn on your Xbox and say, Xbox, ESPN, boom. Yeah. I, Xbox, record this show, boom. And and, right. and here's the thing: uh, why make an, why not make an Xbox One that's hundred dollars cheaper and doesn't have Connect built in? Because yeah. the Connect is a very powerful tech tech demo right now that can do some very interesting things. But I think it's, it's the differentiator. It, it's the stuff. It's the stuff that Xbox One is going to do in three years' time with Connect. That's going to be at least relatively very interesting. Connect you know, stuff for, that they have not written software or code for. You know, uh, we see that through every console generation. We've and that's ever gonna seen. that's gonna set it apart. It is. I think it is the differentiator. Exactly as you said. Not saying it's gonna win this console I, generation. I, I didn't say that either. Gonna... I said that's their bet. Their yeah. bet is the Connect is going to win it. And I think there's some strong evidence to that in my own life. There's some strong evidence for that because I never thought I'd be I'd be yelling at my console from across the room to do things, and now I love it. Now that's what I do. You mm-hmm. know. You I just, get up to go to the bathroom. I don't grab the controller. It's like Xbox pause, and just, I come back. Xbox just, play. You just love issuing, you know, domestic abuse commands to your Xbox. Exactly. Yeah. What, what What is wrong with you? You totally didn't do my laundry this weekend. Xbox. Uh, <laughs> Xbox do my laundry. <laughs> uh, um, anyway. Anyway. Um, well, that, we're probably a couple of years off from that. Yes. So probably not too many. So I, 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 want, I have something I want to close on, a question I yeah. want to close on from New yeah. Mark. He's, he asked this actually a while ago, but I made a note because I found it interesting. When does a gen stop being next? 
Yeah, and, and I think it's very simple. Um, you know, probably about that year time frame into the console cycle. Yeah, we hadn't talked about this before, but I was thinking the same kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it, the, 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 because the marketing stuff goes away, right? Mm -hmm. So now this, but it's an interesting point for this generation, because I think it might be a little different. No one is, PlayStation is not discontinuing support or making games for the PlayStation 3. Xbox is doing the same thing with Xbox 360. In fact, Xbox is doubling down and releasing new SKUs if, if they're to be believed, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I'm sure we will probably, we, you will probably do the same thing. I'm sure there'll be something like that that's, that, that will make it a little more compelling, something like that fairly soon. My point is, <laughs> there is, there are, oh gosh, I don't Sorry. know. Um, so, no, but, but I, I think there is, you know, there, there are moves there that they're trying to make I think to become the, the the de facto standard, and whether they win or whether they don't, you know, it's going to be a very interesting fight between those consoles. Yes. So, so I would agree with you that kind of random or kind of uh, not randomly, but arbitrarily, next gen. Like these consoles are going to be next gen until about a year after the last one comes out. And then they're going to be okay. This is kind of excitement dies down. Everyone's used to them. They're current gen, you know. And yeah. then next gen becomes whatever comes next. Yeah, but, I, uh, I think next gen is only a differentiation <clears throat> by the past, and and I think the past might be a little more resident in this case than it has been in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think next gen might hold on for a little while longer with this generation. But I still think it's probably not going to last forever because it's just, it's just going to be. Do you have a Do you have a an Xbox One or a PS4? Then what the hell are you doing? You know, I mean, it's, it's going to be one of those kinds of conversations. Yes. Um, um, something else that I think is interesting to just allude to. I'm surprised it took this long to allude to. Uh, but talking about how Connect is essentially watching you at all times, uh, yeah. especially considering the NSA recent, relatively recent NSA revelations, <laughs> Microsoft being one of the companies that kind of just gives your information to the government. Uh, right. There's so, And that was part of the initial backlash of you have to have an always on, you know, uh, connect. And I, Microsoft kind of backed off of that now. Yes. Like you can't run. You can run, I believe, the Xbox One without connect on, whereas before you couldn't. But then all this stuff came out and there was security issues and people were freaking out of the creepy stalker nature of Microsoft. And they're like, oh, okay, you don't have to, but. Or you could just use the, uh, the, the all encompassing solution of duct tape. Actually. And I was going to say, it, it's kind of interesting that I think that might be an interesting, you know, that's something that is present in the public consciousness. Um, I work with someone uh, who is from mainland China and we all get our laptops or work. Right. And of course, like all laptops nowadays, they have a little webcam on the thing. And though it's just, you know, you know, there's nothing special or crazy about our laptops. He kind of, he just has a little bit of post-it note over, over yep. the camera. Yep. And I thought I, that was kind of. someone who did the same thing yesterday. Yeah. Exactly. And I thought that was kind of interesting. I was like, I don't know if that's just a part of like Chinese culture because I can see that being an actual worry. Right. Um, or, or that more worldwide thing, you know, just not that you necessarily think that you're going to be watched at all times by some big brother, but. Right. Better safe than sorry, I guess. Hey, you know, it, it's always about when, when, you know, it's it, to, to get philosophical for a second. It's it's the Foucauldian panopticon. It, the scariest part, <laughs> wow. the, the reason we behave when we're when we're 
being when we're when we're in these kinds of scenarios is because we think we're being watched, mm-hmm. not because we actually are, right? So in some ways it is it's it's scary because we don't you can't tell with a lot of this stuff whether it's watching you or not. And I think that's going to lead a lot of people to unplug or if if unplugging is impossible to, you know, use the duct tape solution on their or there'll probably be a third part I'm sure there'll be some kind of third party peripheral you can probably slap right on the bottom of it that'll put two shades J- over the camera JSC 315 was just saying that there's a product out already that you can you get for 30 bucks to block the cameras for connect so there you go and, and I, I, that's work otherwise correctly or normally so if if I if I if I get one, an Xbox one which you know that's going to be the next question I I I it will I'll probably have to do that because I'm not I I don't like the idea that even if it's even if it's just the native system not plugged to the internet I I I just have a problem with the camera being on all the time you know what I mean oh yeah um all right, so that leads me to the question of, you know, do you think, what do you think about next gen in terms of it making you want to purchase? You know, uh, are you, well, are you, are you a next gen guy? I mean, we've discussed this, yeah, practically every week in the build up to these releases. Yeah, um, I'm pretty much doing the same thing I always do. Is basically getting the the Nintendo product first, pretty much out the door, just yes. because. You know, they always have some interesting little things. And then I'm going to wait and see where the lay of the land is in another year or two and probably get one of them, the PS4 or the Xbox Xbox One. Uh, I don't... Because I don't really think you need both. A lot of the same games are for both. Um, and they do a lot of the same kind of stuff. I'm actually leaning toward the X-Bone right now. Mainly because of the Kinect stuff. Yeah, so... And I wouldn't have said that a few months ago, but we'll see. Now, but uh, you know, so you're, wait. you're basically wait. you're basically like the you're the goths from the South Park episode. You're why don't, why don't you just wait till the consoles are out and more freely available and cheaper? Yeah, basically, like exactly. Look at look at these lineups, uh, these uh, f- you know these launch games. Nothing's really lighting my hair on fire. So no, me neither. I, I you know I, I have to see something very compelling. A new Halo game for Xbox. A new the Uncharted. The next Uncharted is coming out for PS4. Um, you know, when when they get their killer apps, that's when I'll think about it. I just I'm not sure it's there yet. And uh, next gen does nothing for me. You know, mm-hmm. I've never been that kind of a guy. I like getting new stuff. I like being cutting edge, but I also like to get things that make sense and to upgrade when it makes sense. And it doesn't always make sense to upgrade. Exactly. All right. With that, we'll wrap up the conversation about next gen and we'll move on which is good because i got tired of saying that um (laughs) so we'll move on to the third uh part of the program which is really about questions and answers we've got a lot of great questions so far actually i think this might be a record i have a lot of reading to do if i wanted to ask you a question commodore how would i do that well all you have to do is go right there you'll see my name commodore 128 and you can click on it in the upper right hand corner of the chat click pm for private message is how you like how you like it Right and you send those to me. I will take the best of the questions you ask me. By the way, those questions could be about anything. Don't have to be about the topics of, to, of the day. It could be about anything really you'd like to talk about. And we will take those best questions mm-hmm. and we will ask them and answer them live on the air right now. Are you ready, Ru? I'm totally ready. All right. This is a great question. Carrara 2. I, I've heard this name. 
Yeah, because I'm, I'm pretty name. sure the registration for Carrara 2 is literally number like five on the site. Carrara 2, early question. How strongly do you feel about protecting your privacy on the internet or any device that you own? Now, this isn't about cameras necessarily, but how strongly do you feel about protecting your privacy on the internet or any device that you own? I'm of two, two uh, <clears throat> minds of it because generally I like the idea of keeping my privacy. Uh, I don't necessarily like if there's forms and things like that for for actual services like what I, I signed up for something the other day. Um, Lifelock? No, no, uh, no. I, what the hell was I doing? I don't know. It was like the I don't know. There was something I was actually ordering the other day from foreign service. Yes, from a company, and they were like, "Hey." What's your email? I'm like, okay, here's my email. What's your phone number? I'm like, you don't I really email. need my phone number. So I, yeah. I give them a fake one. But And then yeah. stuff like that. I use like HTT. Uh, I use some some uh, Google Chrome because I use Google Chrome. Uh, like HTTPS everywhere, you know, which anytime there's an HTTPS solution to a website you go to, it does that. It gives you a secure right. connection. Um, right. Stuff like that. You know, it's like I am mildly into security having said yeah. that i tell google absolutely everything i do yeah I, i'm in the same boat i i don't i don't think about it often because but google i do now is amazing but anyway. I, yeah and i do weird things at, at sometimes you know because i because i do care about my security um you know i have kind of passwords that i use that are kind of low grade easy passwords for just crappy websites that i don't care about where there's no money exchanged and then i use really super cryptic like you know passwords for for things that that i do care about um <laughs> you know it, it, it's it, so I, I definitely have some of that out there i am the kind of guy that does like i mean like after our show i will unplug my camera uh for no reason just not to have it on usually even though yeah, unless yeah. i'm talking to someone i'll just go like this blink and yep. the, the camera will be looking up at the ceiling just right just because yeah you know it, it just makes sense why not right um, you know, in terms of sharing my stuff on the cloud, I, I think we've talked about this before. I don't like a lot of that either. Although, you know, I found it very fruitful and very useful recently um, to go back and read some old documents I had up there. And I got to tell you, even if Google wanted those and wanted to share them, it's going to be a big waste of their time. So, <laughs> so you know, there are things that are expendable I don't mind putting online that I probably wouldn't mind losing. But things that are very important to me, I try to keep in, in duplicate and local. Also, and this is probably not much of a tip because it's been around forever, but... Um, zip disks. Zip disks. Use a zip disk. Use dip, no. I was going to say, if you're trying to uh, access a, a like a an article on a website, like... I don't know, Wall Street Journal or New York Times or something like that. If it's, if it's got a free registration, but you just don't want to give them registration information, uh, you can go to uh, bugmenot.com or mm. a lot of um, web browsers have like apps you can download that will automatically do this for you. Basically, it's just people create fake accounts and they put the login information there so you can just take that login information and go on with your day. You know, it's awesome. I've been using it for years and years and years. Bug me got not. it. I like it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Marquis asked a good question, which we're probably not going to be able to answer because I stole his thunder. What are your oh, thoughts no. on the news today that AOL is killing Winamp? And if you guys had any fond memories of using Winamp, I have a lot of fond memories of using Winamp. Well, you know what my fond memory of using Winamp is? 
What? Listening Ag- to the Acapulco Baja Marimba Band. Play Acapulco. 1922. I still don't know who the artist was in that Cows with Guns song, where the, the very first MP3 I ever had. Um, so I, I will I will issue that to tell you a, another fun story from the early days of the internet, which has to do with music, and you can put the uh, the two and two together. Right, I you, remember you got some background music as you as you're talking. Just yeah, so you know. I remember the very first time we got we had a broadband connection. So I got a broadband connection at my house, and uh, we had probably five or six friends over and we all brought all of our PCs together in the same room, plugged them up. We got a, we got a, an ethernet hub, which now that I know what that is, was a terrible mistake. But anyway, we had a, we had an ethernet hub. I remember this. We, we plugged it in and we all went and tried to find the biggest files we could find and then click download at exactly the same time just to see how fast the speed we could get. And this was back in the day when we used to download stuff at 5 and 6K and thought that was amazing. And we, we, we each were getting, you know, probably at least double or triple that. And we just thought it was the most amazing thing in the universe. Because um, all of us could pull the same amount of data. And it was three or four times what we could get normally or on the old modem. And we just thought it was the greatest thing that had ever happened. So that's a funny story from the early days of uh, and something we would use Winamp for. Um, so let's see, um, let's, uh, how about, oh geez, uh, Jelly Elfson. Yes, good old Jelly Elfson. Do you think this is the next gen? Wait, wait. Do you think this is the next gen or will, or will it be a failed <laughs> one like the one with Virtual Boy and Atari Jaguar? So I'm thinking that's more along the lines of well, it's more failed, failed systems. People have been talking a lot about how, oh, consoles are dead. No one wants consoles. That's not true. Uh, PS4, well, I mean, depends on how much you necessarily believe these numbers. But Sony supposedly was shipped a million PS4s in the first day, which is, I think, a record. Yeah, I, it might be an all-time record. It's definitely more than like GBA or PS2 or anything like that. That's a lot of consoles. Um, I, I think this console generation will be fine. People might be a little slow to pick it up because, again, you don't need to upgrade right now. Uh, people have been going on about the Wii U's. Um, oh, you know, they had a really great launch though. They sold a lot of consoles in the first month. It's just right. there's been nothing there since. But with the launch of the PS4 and the X-Bone and games actually coming out for the system, I, I think things will be fine for all three. The, this I would this like isn't to pose, be the last system, uh, console generation. I would like to pose the, the, the theory that, that this could easily be the last home console that Nintendo ever makes. Oh. The best, the best you. game that Nintendo has produced in the last year now this is since a next generation console has come out, is for 3DS. Well, hold on though, because Pikmin 3 just came out, which is generally seen as good. You got um, Super Mario God, what's it called? It's Super Mario God, what's it called? That's a good one. Shut up. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's what. Yeah, I actually haven't been following the news on this game. It's the new game, the new Mario game for, uh, like an actual 3D Mario game for Wii U. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, the new the, Smash the, the Brothers. Sequel to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. There's a lot of good things coming for it. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that yeah. it, they clearly could have waited a year. They could have. And I think they could have made a much better run at this. 
Yeah. And in business, you don't often get a lot of second chances. Now, Nintendo's gotten about four of them. So yeah, yeah, we'll be fine. Anyway, all right. Some guy asks, "Do you?" And this is a great question. Do you think it's a double standard that when Xbox announces it's always on, it gets yelled at, but when Google announces Google Now is always listening, it gets rejoiced? I don't know if it gets rejoiced. I've definitely read some things about people kind of creeping out about the Google Now stuff. Yeah. But again, having said that, I just said that I generally am safe with my information on the internet, yet I tell Google absolutely everything. I mean, right. I use Gmail, I use Google Docs, I use Google Now. Uh, I let it track me wherever I go, basically. Google is weird, man. I don't know why, myself included, people at least are more apt to trust Google than a lot of other companies, even though, again, they were implicated in NSA spying breaches. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Google's magic. Well, I think there is... So, let's. I'm going to leave behind the facts of what those things actually listen to and, and just leave that there, and we'll talk about something different, which is, I think, the perception of the companies. So, mm-hmm. when... You know, Microsoft still has a, you know, a cloud, a dark cloud hovering over it. Dark cloud. A dark cloud. <laughs> dark cloud. Dark cloud four. The the um, but it has a dark cloud hold uh, hang, hovering over it because it's still Microsoft. And back, you know, ten years ago, Microsoft was really a dirty word. Not just because of the DOJ incident, not just because of their control over software, but because everyone really saw them as kind of the dirty guys that show up and say. Hey, we're Microsoft. Give us our money. You know, um, Google didn't do that. Google kind of surreptitiously took over our lives and they did it in a way where they were always smiling. And because of that, we kind of go, oh, great. No problem. I have no problem giving you all my stuff, Google. Thanks. But they, they do such cool things with the information. That's what they it really is. Do. I, yeah. I mean, they don't just take your information and say, OK, thanks. Bye. Have fun. They were like, like, I'm looking at Google now right now. Oh, Here's some stuff on fantasy football. Here's some stuff on the Xbox One. Here's what's on right TV right now you can watch. Yep. Here's your time to work. I don't know why it thinks I want to go to work right now. But regardless, you know, it, it's... Yeah, I love that too. It's predictive software that's really quite amazing. As and someone it, and that it takes travels that a lot, it tells you when you need to leave. Yes, I love that. It, it I know. Re- Again, okay, slightly creepy but awesome because it reads your email and it's like, oh, you have a flight coming up. You need yeah, to you better get your butt out the door. To, yep. The traffic is really get, bad. Exactly. Yeah. That's super helpful. Creepy but helpful. Oh, creepy but Google, helpful. you're creepy but helpful. That's what you're the tagline should helpful, be. Google. Yeah, and I think it, it's it's kind of true, you know. Like I think if, if if Xbox can do some really cool things with the, with the technology too, then then maybe we'll be able to trust them with with the information. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Here here's what proves my point. Andy fourteen oh four AR asks, "What are you getting first? Super Mario World three D, which is or Super Mario three D World, which is what you were talking about on Wii U, or the Legend of Zelda: a Link Between Worlds on three DS, or perhaps both slash none? They both come out on Friday." My point oh, in all of this is that's that what I'm asking for for Christmas. Yes, a link between worlds. I'm more excited. Is something I absolutely have to play. I'm more excited about Link Between Worlds. I'll probably yeah, end up getting absolutely. both, but I'm more excited about Link Between Worlds. Link Between Worlds is something I might have to buy a 3DS just to play. Oh, that's I, you really need to get a 3DS. It's got some great games on. It's got some great games. Seriously. I know. It, it's it's the best thing Nintendo's doing right now because they're not doing anything else. I know you want to play Pokemon. I, I have no interest in Pokemon. Get why? There are a lot of great games out there because I have X. So. Um, 
or do I have Y? All right, let's see here. So, do 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 do. Um, oh jeez, I'm not gonna ask that. So, wait, 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 <laughs> oh, no, you gotta ask it. What is it? That's a very good one. Oh, here's a good what, one. What, what's, what's one you can't ask? I'll, I'll ask it in a minute. All right, Mr. Andy Creighton. Yes. Uh, was Lex Luger really the total package, considering how few of the times he acquired the heavyweight title? I think Lex Luger was pretty much the total package. I don't understand this question. So, uh, so it's okay. So I was a purveyor of the wrestling world. Oh, God. Uh, when I was but a youth. And I would say Lex Luger. Now, Lex Luger was not... So Lex Luger kind of... Um, he was he was never nearly as popular as the big names. Uh, but, you know, Lex Luger was, was definitely the total package. Having said that, I'm not sure that anybody outranks the pure charisma of Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper was awesome to watch. And I would, I would say that maybe Lex Luger was the total package, but Rowdy Roddy Piper was the man. The only thing I know about Rowdy Roddy Piper right now is that he was in the Goonies Are Good Enough video. Yes, he was. Also, he was. wasn't he in They Live? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Uh, yeah, there was a... Yeah, I think I've seen Ooh, something on Man, that. I'm glad... See, I'm glad I checked my schedule because of your boring wrestling talk. I realize I have a meeting at 9 o'clock tomorrow. See, look at that. All right. You, you have to leave very early. Uh, let's see. No... Um, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, Maxim asks. You, you're not asking the question. That's uh, the bad question, or that yeah, you can't I, ask. Yeah, I, I, so I, I'm, I'm not asking that question because it's not based it's on not appropriate. It's, it's offensive and not. Oh, it's funny, but it's offensive, and I, I, I don't want it. I don't Never want it. mind. Yeah, it's not G-rated anywhere near G-rated. Do you think that physical media is archaic or that downloading and streaming is just something propagated as progressive? This Maxim asks this question. Maxim Magazine? Maxim. Maxim Magazine. <gasps> love, love the photo shoots, Maxim. Progressive. Yeah, especially with Alison Brie. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not fair. Um... Why doesn't she just realize that, that we were made for each other? <laughs> Can't answer that, but... Is there a reason? Um, so, <clears throat> I guess the question is really asking, is physical media done? Or uh, I it... think it's more... I think it's more... Um, I think it's more... You know, is it is it that we actually can't use physical media anymore? Um... You, you know, or or is it really that it's it's more that 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 you know, people just kind of put a, a lot of buzz around downloadables and downloading things, and that now people don't want to store stuff on things, right? Well, I think that's a cultural question, right? It's just like, it is easier. It is easier to download a game than having to go out to the store and get it. It's hugely easier, and I said this to some. Somebody the other day was asked. We were, I'm thinking about buying like a tablet. We're talking about all these different like tablet models, and somebody's like, "Hey, should I get the 64 gigabyte version or the you know the the 32 gigabyte version?" And I'm going, "What the hell could you possibly do with that kind of space on a tablet?" Well, if you if you don't locally store music, movies, oh, 
What are you doing? I'm sorry, we have Allison Bree's future husband in the chat, so you lose. Damn it. Um, I prefer physical media for the most part, but unfortunately, I I see, I I see, uh, especially with things like Netflix being, uh, you know, the harbinger of such things. Yeah. With DVD sales, um, I see uh, the same thing going with games. I think it's going to be mostly software going forward sadly yeah i think it's just a cultural thing really i i i'm not sure there are technological advances there that 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 help it but i think it's really just a a physical form factor thing no one wants to carry stuff around that just stores stuff anymore you want to actually carry something that actually does stuff with that stuff if that's clear um philinex asked a great question do you think video games and media in general We'll get to the stage like the Matrix, where you can plug into it and experience it like you were there. Philonex, the the philosopher, asking the tough questions. I think you should take that one. I I think, I think that's probably inevitable when you think about it. And not to borrow a line too too uh, too um, directly from the Matrix, but what might really cook your noodle? is what if that's already happened you're terrible and that's what's going on right now (laughs) um no so i think that is what's coming i think there's there's two there's nah i can't say this i used to argue with a friend of mine about this but uh, so gaming has i think certain logical conclusions and there are only two of them that i see one is the holodeck and two is the Matrix. The holodeck is from Star Trek. The Matrix is from the Matrix. Right? I am the goddess of empathy. I am the goddess of empathy. But the, but if you think about it, the physical ramifications of a holodeck don't make any sense. I give I give three internet points to anyone in the chat who gets that reference. Anyway, <laughs> um, I know Vulcan Assassin knows that one. I know <laughs> that. Um, but uh, but yeah. But anyway, so. So, you know, and I thought about that quite a bit. The Matrix is the Matrix. Um, I think the physical ramifications of the, of the holodeck definitely do have their their problems. And the Matrix kind of becomes the, the, the solution that I can think of where you just kind of plug in. Now, you know, plugging in physically is kind of a violent way to think about it. It probably won't be something like that. It probably be more like chips in your brain. But then you just go and connect to something and it's fun. It's kind of like, uh, what was that movie with Sandra Bullock where she had sex with the headset with Sylvester Stallone? Oh, uh, that... the, the Net. No. Demolition Man. Forces of Nature? In Demolition Man. The the the, the yeah. weak side? Demolition Man. Or the strong Rabbit. side? or whatever. Um, um, okay. Speed 2? Let's see. Uh, I don't know any other Sandra. Miss Congeniality. Miss Congeniality. I think, think that's what's going to be the next one. It's all um, Sandra Bullock movies. I here know. Is, here is an awesome question from Sonic Rose. Are you ready for this one? What yes. video game character do you feel best represents who you are or your play style? Now, who you are and who you, your play style is very different questions. Play style. Play style. I'm not, just ignore that part. The rest of it's really good. <laughs> okay. Throw that out. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Ask it again. I was focusing on the playstyle then. What video game character mm-hmm. do you think best represents who you are? Hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one? <sighs> um. Man, this is a tough-ass question. Because I'm uh, thinking well, more modern guys, games, which yeah, have we, more we, fleshed there's, out. There's some candidates out there. There's some candidates out there. Have you paid... Uh, this is only somewhat related. Have you actually played Papers, Please? No. Because I remember uh, James Portnow was talking about that at Con Bravo. Yes. yes. It's a very good game. I was just thinking yeah. about that because that really does give you some good insight into the kind of person you are. You know, when you have your family online... You have to. You're you're working in this totalitarian state. Do you help out other people? If it might detriment, you know, feeding your family, basically. And it's such a simple interface and a simple game, and yet it's it reaches into your psyche very well. Anyway, uh, that's not really a character from a game, but that's a game that I think can reveal your character pretty well, more than a lot of other choice games, so to speak. Yep. Yep. Um, Leisure Suit Larry. Yes, I'm Leisure, Leisure Suit Larry. Leisure Suit Larry is really like me. Lester the Unlikely. I'm going to go with Lester uh, the Unlikely. I you win. are kind of like Lester. Yeah, you kind of are like Lester the Unlikely. That's a, that's a good one. Um, video game characters tend to be pretty epic. Oh, know? I know. Yes, Andy Creighton is correct. I know exactly... What what character emulates your playstyle? Are you ready? Are you ready? Bay Bay's kids. Prince Silva. Yeah. <laughs> Not true. I just love using this picture every single week. Yeah, it has to happen. Everyone's gonna be gonna be knowing that's that's what's coming. Anyway, I don't know. I, it's a, that's a great one. I, I might have to take that one <coughs> down and think about it a little more. Um, you know, I, I would like to. I, I, what I what I would like to do is probably give you something before, you know, probably the PlayStation Two generation, just because you had to make a lot of assumptions back then, you know, about what a character was like, which I think makes them more like you, because mm -hmm. there wasn't there weren't a lot of areas to you had to leave a lot to the imagination. After that, it's it's you know they're kind of their own characters. It's like watching a movie, you know, like. I'm kind of like the Master Chief. No, I'm not at all, right? I'm kind of like, no. you know... They're more Cortana. Drake. You know, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. My point is, they, they got a little too epic, and you didn't really fill in the, the gaps well with that. I, I think there's easier ways to do that. Maybe like, you know, being like Link, for example. Maybe you're, you're like Link. And, and, and by the way, you know, I, I think there's, there's something to be said about this. Exploratory, you know, you're inquisitive, you're curious, you're, you know... Um, you know, trying to save the princess, right? I mean, there's 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 a lot of things there that you could probably say. Um, I'm like Mega Man. Um, no, I, I don't know. I, I I really need to think about that one. Great, great question, Sonic Rose. Thank you for asking it. Zigfried asked, "Do you think that there's any chance that the new CEO for Microsoft could sell the Xbox brand?" I think there's a chance. There's always a chance. Yeah. There's always a chance. You I don't think it's going to happen, though. Xbox is a is a profitable venture. But I'll tell you this. Um, 
one thing I think is is mesmerizing, and I looked at this the other day. I tweeted about this: is is inc how incredibly long these consoles have to go before they become profitable ventures. We all mm -hmm. bitch and complain about the price. They are giving these things away compared to what they pay for them, just so they can make money in them in the yeah. long run. Well, I think mean, part of it is that give it a year or so, uh, everything becomes a little bit cheaper for them. To yes, make. I mean they could be making the exact same thing. Exactly. But they That's improve just processes economic. and things like that. It's just that stuff becomes cheaper when it's not cutting edge. So, I Am Batman asked, will we get another 60-hour live stream this year? You bet your ass I am, Batman. When? When are we because, having the 60-hour live stream? Because the 13th, 14th, and 15th of December. Very good. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, on up to the early morning Monday hour, we will actually be playing uh, 60 hours of live Super Nintendo and other things and embarrassing videos yes. for charity. This year's charity is Toys for Tots. Yay. Do you recall last year we, we had the American Cancer Society? Or no, no, no I'm sorry. No, last Jimmy, year, the V Foundation. Yeah, we were. Two years so, ago was American last Cancer Society. So the, the last year was uh, the V Foundation for Cancer Research. The year before yep. that was American Cancer Society. And the yep. two years before that were Child's Play. So right. we're, we're, we're mixing it up here at Clan of the Great Wolf, basically. Yes, that's exactly right. But that'll be that's fun. Um, let us see. Yeah. Mm, oh, Nash has the actual numbers. Uh, PS4. Oh, they're actually making money on the PS4. That is somewhat surprising yes. to me. Yes, I believe that. Okay. Um, the issue is whether it's going to be a successful platform in the long run that actually makes the money because there's much more to a console than just the num the consoles, right? So all the software, all the development, all the features, all the R&D, all that kind of stuff. So before they recoup their costs, it's much more than just the hardware. There's a lot of investment that goes into a product. Mm -hmm. um, so Selkie with asks, with the release of the Retron 5 around mm -hmm. the corner, do you think its success might lead to clones of more niche classic consoles like the ColecoVision or the 3DO? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a great question. Well, I think at some point companies like Hyperkin, who makes the Retron 5, if you don't know what the Retron 5 is, is a, uh, a lot of patents on these old consoles have lapsed to the point where other companies can basically make them. So you can buy a third-party NES, essentially, and, yep. or, or Super Nintendo or whatever. And um, the Retro 5, I believe, plays Genesis, Super Nintendo, Nintendo. Oh, man. Game Boy Advance, yeah. I think. And some it's, it's, other It's console. just ridiculous. Yeah, it just yeah. plays everything in the, in the world. And I think, it's, I think that's a great, great I think the thing. answer is yes. Because uh, at some point, these companies need... Hyperkin's just one of them. Need to expand. And... Yes. You know, making, especially considering that things like the ColecoVision and the Atari 2600 are old systems, and some of them were built not super rugged. Yeah, uh, very imperfect hardware, let's yeah. say. Yeah. Well, you see an Atari Jaguar that maybe runs correctly. Maybe not. That's a little more niche. But Again, that would probably be more software than it would be hardware. And, that, and that's why I say... I, I just think that people will do yeah, great things now because of virtualization that will make that so much easier on, on PC and on even the consoles because you can run it that way. Famicom. Um, Thank you, Famicom. You know, then again, how many people are going to want to put Atari Jaguar on anything because I no one ever remembers that. Nobody would buy that stuff, and no one's going to sell something that no one buys. Oh, I don't know. So there you go. People will totally sell things that no one will buy. 
<laughs> uh, like the Zorbies. I don't even know what that is. The so, Zorbies, the yeah. predecessor to the ShamWow. Uh, Billy May sold it. Anyway, so let's see. Pond Life asks, since Toys for Tots is your charity this year, which it is, it got me thinking, what was your favorite gift you've ever received? I'm going to just say as a child. That's not the question, but I'm just going to say that. What was the question? As a child. Go. <laughs> um... Favorite gift ever. I've got a couple. Mm. So I'll give you a couple a couple gaming-related ones that I got that were great. Um, one year, I got Command & Conquer Red Alert oh, man. with a CD-ROM drive that actually hooked to my laptop. You had a laptop? Oh, my God. Yeah, remember the old 486? I have that thing somewhere. Is that the it's thing... That <clears throat> that you had to use a, a screwdriver to make the mouse work? No, you didn't have to do that. We did that because we found it was much easier. Yes. Uh, to fly an X-wing with a screwdriver in the in the <laughs> yeah. mouse board. Well, also because your nipple fell off. Right, that's true. Um, that was pretty epic. Um, I might have to go with NES. I mean, even though I love the Super Nintendo more, getting the NES was mind blowing because that was my first console. And for me, there was the, another one would be uh, the gaming related would be I had like a CDI Christmas one year where it was like all CDI games and it was just awesome. That's kind of amazing. I know. It's like all CDI stuff. So also, sweet. Also, perhaps my best Christmas ever was the NES one because I also got a tape recorder and had a little fake radio show that I had way too much fun with and spent too much time on called Tape Talk. <laughs> that was good stuff. Table talk. No, tape talk. Oh, tape Although talk. Although I did record it at the kitchen table, so, you know. Man, I wish I knew where those tapes were. Anyway. Tape talk, yeah. Well, they probably wouldn't work even if you could find them. Oh, sad face. Anyway. <laughs> um, also, let's see. Hey, take your hand and go up to the to the camera for a second. A little, little back. Back, 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 back. Okay. Um, <laughs> Vulcan Assassin asks do you think there will be a market for reproduction 486 PC that could play old games and OS's with native compatibility uh, probably not not much of a market maybe a niche market but I think you have, you have websites like good old games that take these old games and are able to tweak them so that you can easily play them on modern cons uh, uh, PCs <laughs> I think that is more more likely to be successful as far as the business venture is concerned. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. What I think you'll see is more of the like uh, the lines of Bleem. You remember Bleem? Oh, Bleemcast. Bleem. Bleemcast. <laughs> Bleem know. was uh, a an emulation software fully licensed by Sony that would allow you to play PlayStation 1 CDs in your computer on a software engine, on an emulated software engine. Very, very interesting. Uh, um, that kind of thing I think you will see or could see. Besides, you can do that right now for free, folks. It's very, very easy. Just go get VMware View or whatever you want to. The um, What's the VMware free player? I can't think of it right now. Sorry. You can get a VMware free, you can get a, the free player. VMware View, is that it? It's the, it's the free player. Mm -hmm. 
And then you can load a, an image. You can have a disk sitting around of, of Windows 95 and running on it and play whatever you want. Easy as that. Rapeberry pie. That, that's not a pie I want to eat. Anyway. Red Mage asks the question, how do you use the three seashells? And that is a very funny inside joke that I'm just going to keep. If you've ever seen... Um, Forces of Nature? No. Uh, what was the Sandra Bullock, Bullock movie we were talking about before? Speed 2. Demolition Man. Speed. He doesn't know how to use the shells. Um, the, the weak side, the strong side. What did she win the Academy Award for? The blind side. Blind side. The blind side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blind side. Blind side. Yeah, no. Not not the blind side. All right, let's... Uh, did you let's, know that Mike Bailey was obsessed with Sandra Bullock? That's unsurprising, <laughs> but also disgusting. Anyway. Um, he also was obsessed with uh, Better Than Ezra. But anyway. Um, here's, here's a great question that, w- that we'll, we'll finish things off for today with. It's from B-H-O. The question is... Barack Hussein Obama? Would you... Yes. Would you be... Uh, probably. Would you... I, I didn't know he was a viewer. Would you be interested <laughs> in a... not fixing the website. Oh, sorry. Would you be interested in a Google game console with integrated YouTube? No. So the reason why I think this question is interesting is because the well, next-gen consoles are betting on the fact yeah. that you would be interested in something like that and I, that you want to be able to do it. In the case that you can upload to YouTube or watch YouTube, because the current consoles, I think both the Xbox, Xbone, and uh, PS4 can do both. Well, all three can watch YouTube, and I'm pretty sure you can upload stuff. Maybe I'm making this up. I might be thinking of Twitch for live streaming. I think yeah. at least the PS4 you can upload to YouTube. Yes, you can. I don't you know about the Xbox. This, but that, that's what I mean. So you can upload to YouTube. My point is, so that question is about a, its own inherent platform, but let's not, let's not think about that for a second. Let's think about what that actually means. Do you think... Anybody's going to do so. The whole this whole phenomenon is about is is the basically the let's play phenomenon. Yeah, they're right? trying to capitalize on that, making it easier for people to do let's plays, which they is think really what we need. Games. Right, we need more let's plays on YouTube. If we don't have more let's plays, then none of us will survive. Um, Thanks. I like let's plays. I think let's plays are cool, but I don't think we need more of them, and I especially don't need ones that are ridiculous from people's consoles. Um, and I'm just, I'm not really on, on board with that. Yet. I am not excited. Um, Boom. Anyway. But uh, so I, I think, you know, doing, you know, connecting YouTube in any significant way to a console other than just being able to watch, you know, maybe make comments, although I'm not really interested in that, or create playlists, things like that. That stuff is interesting to me. Uh, anything other than that, I'm not really interested in. And I don't really care about. It's certainly not going to be something that helps me uh, make a purchasing decision for a console. Um, good questions. Lots of uh, man. You should see the stuff I didn't get a chance to get to. But it is. Uh, we've been going here for a long, a long time. It's probably time to to call our quits, folks. Thanks so much for watching. And uh, we really do, really do hope you will join us for the fifth annual. Oh yeah, Clan of the Gray Wolf gaming marathon charity yes we probably should mention it's mo we haven't decided exactly yet but it's most likely where this will be the last echo screen of 2013 yes um certainly before 
the marathon. The marathon. So we can focus on. Again, is on the thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. Yes, of December. Of December. Uh, so, um, but really, getting the gaming marathon is like getting. It's like oh, so many echo screens. Thirty echo screens in a row. Yes, it's, it's, it's amazing. Great. It'll make you so excited. Anyway, It'll make you so, so uh, don't get yes. too excited. So we'll we'll see you online then, uh, and 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 we'll be back, most likely in 2014 with new Echo screens. And yes. at some point, I, I I'm learning to stop making promises on exact days. At some point, 16-bit gems and, and way games work and Weekly Ringer will all be back, and we'll all be happy, and you can all stop trying to murder us. So. Exactly, and and that won't happen. So yeah, both hopefully both of us will be back off. <laughs> I'm so excited. New Mark has fifty bucks for you to play Baby's Kids already. Oh yeah, lining them up. Hey, listen, I don't want to do it, but I will for the kids, not for Baby's Kids. But for <laughs> no, it's gonna say for Baby's Kids. For Baby's Kids. Toys for Baby's Kids. Toys for Baby's Kids. They're getting some toys this year. Um, anybody that has anybody that saw the, um, probably a live Blue Ringer too. Yeah. Hey, we could do a live weekly ringer, but it, I, that won't be a short one. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll make we'll we'll do a live weekly ringer. We'll we'll do that because the hundred and first episode will be that. That's fine. Um, I didn't ask a very good question for it, but that's okay. Anyway, <laughs> don't worry. The weekly ringer is coming back. There's no there's no question about that. It's just a matter of us getting the format right, yeah. so everything's going to be okay. Uh, I needed this break, and everything has been wonderful. I will come back <laughs> with new and renewed energy. Yes. The same way that Rue will come back with new and renewed energy. Yes. I was actually joking with someone the other day. It's kind of turning into 16-week gems at this point. Yeah. 16-week gems. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like it. It should it's be like, it's, bad, it's, but... it's like It's like the whole the Echo Screen Live things with sustaining the site now, which is interesting. But anyway. Uh, all I'm right. so sorry, everybody. Yeah, I know. So, so sorry. <laughs> I feel so uh, bad. So thank you all for spending time with us today. You can follow me at It's the Commodore. You can follow Rue at Rue underscore C-O-T-G-W. Please do it. We have lots of interesting things to say. I need to get back on Twitter a lot more as well and uh, need to get it on my phone and, and tweet things. But anyway, um, thank you for joining us today on the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Grey Wolf. Ding, ding. As always, I am your host, the Commodore. And for Rue, there is no reset button. <laughs>